As the Czech writer Milan Kundera once said, dogs are our link to paradise. I can certainly agree with that. Dogs are a gift with their endless energy, happiness, innocence, and joy. In this edition, we'll be exploring the gifts that dogs bring to people in the Czech Republic, whether it be through their skills or their companionship. Welcome to this pet-friendly edition of the podcast. The Czech Republic is one of the most dog-friendly countries in Europe, and luckily for foreigners who want to move here, the process of bringing along the four-legged friends is relatively painless. There are currently around 400,000 registered foreigners living in the country. And some, such as U.S. Embassy's Deputy Head of Mission, Stephen Kashkat, bring their dogs along with them. I visited Steve and his very well-traveled dog, Lexi, at the Embassy in Prague. Oh, are you sniffing this? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'm getting wet. Silver buttons all down our back. Can you kind of describe where you found Lexi and her whole journey from, you know, the streets to the embassy? Well, Lexi is, has got an interesting past. She's a diplomatic dog. She was a street dog in Tijuana, Mexico, when I was the U.S. Consul General there. Mexicans came to realize that the U.S. Consulate General was full of dog lovers. So when Mexicans had an unwanted dog, they would kind of dump the dog in our parking lot. And we would uh, take it in and, and find a home for it. And uh, the staff said to me, look, you've got the, the big house with a lot of grounds around it, so you should really take this dog. So we did, and the rest is history. The Czech Republic is an amazingly dog-friendly country. Czechs love dogs. They are very tolerant of dogs. And they allow dogs into almost any restaurant, public transportation, office buildings, virtually anywhere, which would be really unheard of in the United States. Um, did she experience any kind of cultural shock when she came over? Yes, it, it was a big cultural shock for Lexi because as a Tijuana street dog, while she loves people, she's very hostile towards uh, other dogs, at least initially. So it's a problem here in a country where uh, most dogs are off-leash. Czechs not only believe that it's okay to take your dog anywhere, but they believe it's okay to take the dog off-leash. And they, they all seem to think that they have their dog under voice command, but they really don't. I saw on her Facebook page that she experienced snow for the first time here. What was that like? Yeah, so since she grew up in, in Southern California and in Tijuana, she had never seen snow before. And she was amazed uh, the first time it snowed in Prague. Um, she didn't realize that snow was something that you could just play in. She thought it was some sort of food item. So she would be running around and eating it at the same time. And I think she got brain freeze a few times because she ate so much snow that she looked like she had a really bad headache. Do you bring her to work often, and what does she do while you're working? 
Uh, I do bring her to work often. She'll sprawl out on the rug in the middle of the ambassador's office and take a nice long nap. Sometimes she's there when we're having diplomatic meetings and she's learned to keep quiet and not interfere. You had told me a little bit about the time you went to the zoo. I mean, most people don't get a chance to bring their dog to the zoo. Can you explain more about that experience? Taking a dog to a zoo is an amazing experience that you could never do in the United States. So she had her ticket, she went in, and she saw hundreds of animals that she would never have seen before in her life. She particularly liked the uh, the elephants, and a lot of the smaller rodent-like animals uh, she thought would be good to eat. Is there anything else that you want to add or something that I'm missing? Um, I would just say that Lexi is a, a very avid Facebook user, and she actually has uh, about 140 friends now. Somehow she got to be friends with a cat in Turkey, which is fascinating because she doesn't speak Turkish. I don't think the cat speaks English or Czech, so I'm not sure how they communicate, but they're friends on Facebook. She just loves Europe. I, I don't think she wants to go back to the United States or Mexico ever. That was Stephen Kashkat, Deputy Head of Mission at the U.S. Embassy, and his dog Lexi. Now, Lexi is obviously one of the lucky ones. She was adopted by Steve and lives a life of luxury. But not all street dogs have the same good fortune. Many are abandoned or lost. The Troya Animal Shelter is one of the many places in Prague that takes in those dogs that are left behind. They then try to track down the dog's owners or find them a new home if they've been abandoned. Our reporters Vivian and Alan visited the shelter to ask a few questions. So we're going to go into um, the visiting room now. So his name is Zbigniew Garaniak. He's the head of the veterinary department, and he's been working here for 10 years. On average, how long do dogs stay in the shelter? So puppies go right away. <laughs> he said 14 days to three weeks, usually. In Prague, it's usually smaller dogs that are easier to put somewhere. That's because people want smaller dogs. Since dogs seem to leave here pretty quickly, does it ever get attached to the dogs? He says that if there is a dog here for three, five days, they already get attached to the people that take care of them. He also says that they spoil them with like little sweets. The animal shelter is fully equipped with a range of amenities including six separate halls for different sized dogs, kitchens, veterinary department, and a laundry room. Earlier we went inside an ER for dogs, and there's really everything here you expect to see in a hospital for people. Dogs who spend their time here receive full medical treatment and attention. Each year in Prague, Animal Shelter Troya receives about 2,700 to 3,000 dogs who are lost and given up. About 65 to 70 percent return to their old owner, while 30 percent gets a new owner. A very interesting fact about dogs in Prague is that most of them have microchip or tattoo on them so that when they get lost, owners can go to animal shelters and track down their dogs how many days for them to relocate the owner, like with this chip? 
to záleží na několika faktorech. Okay, so he says that it depends on if the dog has the microchip, right? If the dog has the microchip, they have to put him in the database. Some owners don't do that, so sometimes the dog only has the chip. That's a little bit more complicated because if the dog has the chip and is in the database, then it's like you know. Uh, it's very easy to find the owners. They usually have a phone number of the owners. So uh, if the dog is not in the database, then they have to look for him like more thoroughly. After how many days is a dog up for? Can a dog be up for adoption? It's four months. And he also talked about like a temporary care, uh, which is the dog can go to a temporary owner for those four months and if they find the, the previous owner the dog goes back to their previous owner but, but if they don't the rights for the dog go to the temporary owner after those four months and it's nice to hear those dogs find a new permanent home Facilities like Troya's shelter are obviously only temporary, but shelters aren't the only places where dogs pass through. Facilities such as the Unopo Breeding and Training Center in the town of Melnik raise police, show, and guard dogs. Yushi Novotny runs the facility and carries on the time-honored Czech tradition of raising and exporting wonderfully trained police dogs. They are descendants of Border Patrol dogs bred during the Cold War. I visited him and his 50 canine cadets to learn more about the process of disciplining these soon-to-be working dogs. My first question is, how do you train the dogs, and then how does it work with you transferring them over to the police? Basically, I do. So I work with dogs from 12 years old, and I'm 61 at the moment. So basically, my whole life, we either raise puppies, so from the basics up to searching everything like objects and stuff, or we either buy dogs with potential and we raise them or train them. How long does it take to train a dog? So when it comes to puppies, it's up to 10 months. And then if you got like a year old adult, so it should be like at least three months. Do you have any other customers besides police officers? So we train dogs for families, family protection, property pro protection, and then army, and in some cases for for the emergency. And then we obviously have to keep the rules, the requirements of the association that looks after the raising and keeping dogs. What's your favorite part? The fact that they are the creatures that they are able to return the love that you give them, so it's not like with the cats, you give them love and you get back love. All the dogs have um, basically like leashes and chains that they're chained to different trees or posts and they have like a circular kind of dirty area, 15 to 20 feet in diameter, where the dogs can just kind of run around in their own circle. So in this case, when they are chained, it's not an animal cruelty, as some people might say. It's just for them um, to mark their territory. That's where they learn to protect the area they are, they are in. So it's, it's completely normal for the German Shepherds, and they are used to it as well. You're so cute. Hello. 
You want to bark for me? So the puppy we saw, the three months old, is going to have a wide range of possibilities where to go, police, army, protection, and we will see how they train from the basics, from the beginning. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Okay, so what that was, was um, a guy just came in acting very threatening, and the dog was protecting the girl who had his leash. So we are... Um, we see a three-month-old puppy, and three-month-puppy, and then we see he, he's really talented. They have to be able to bark and, and bite inside, outside. And he's doing all the work, so he has a lot of potential. Basically, we do from the basics to the more difficult stuff, and then the dog needs to build his confidence and aggressivity as well. We want them to bite because they have to, not because they want to. Wise words from a wise man. But not all dogs in the Czech Republic work so hard. Some lead a life of leisure such as Max, the white lab and greyhound mix, who is the in-house resident of the dog bar in Prague. Now we wanted to track down this bar, but believe it or not, the location is rather elusive. They have relocated it within Prague to a more obscure location on Narodi Street, near the National Theatre. Here's our reporter Alan with his personal take on the search for the dog bar. this place? Dog bar? It's not on Google Maps. It's not on Apple Maps. Is it not on any real map? Maybe it's secret bar, reserved exclusively for dogs. <sighs> well, at least they could put on a sign. Aha! A dog. But there's no leash and no owner. I think it's a stray. Well, it's all we've got. Let's follow him. Maybe he knows something. Hey, wait, 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 slow down. And before we go, you need a name. Let's call you Max. I like Max. Wait, Max, come back. I must look like a bloody idiot chasing this dog across the street. Now down a side street. And, oh no, he's getting onto a tram. Good thing I have a metro pass. Wow, that old lady just gave up her seat for him? What can I say? The people here love their dogs. And Max seems to know exactly where he's going. Is this a dog bar? So after waiting in line for 20 minutes, purchasing 200 crowns worth of credit, and slipping through an iron gate, we have finally arrived at what appears to be a dog bar. Still, I have a feeling uh, this place is going to be exclusively for dogs. Let's check it out. Oh, there's Max sitting on the landing, awaiting the mandatory tribute of head petting and ear scratching from obedient customers. He must be the owner. I give Max an extra gentle pat on the head and continue down the stairs towards the sound of techno. Aside from the fact that it appears to be managed by a canine, Dog Bar is a pretty typical bar. People smoke and drink, they reminisce with friends at old times and future plans. There's even an area for live music. And, well... How do I say this? It's not that I don't love Max, but I just wish there were more dogs at the dog bar. But hey, maybe they don't show up till midnight. Here's to man's best friend, 
And that was Alan finally finding the elusive dog bar. Now, how many dogs can you fit into one bar? Not many is the answer, but that's not an issue for cats. The Cat Cafe Social Point in Prague is one of the many popping up in cities around the world, catering to those who crave a little feline company. Prague cast reporters Er and Leah visited one during a lunch break. So we're walking down the street, and it's a sunny day in Prague Seven. And wait, do you see that sign over there? Yeah, there's totally a cat on that. That so, has to be it. That has to be no, it. That's a cat cafe. Okay, we should go in. Let's go. In. Okay. Ooh, it's like a bit underground. Oh my gosh, there's cats in the window. Oh wow. Okay, how do it's I so cute. open the door? Just push it in. Bro, I'm trying. Oh. I can't open the door. Oh, ring. Oh, ring. Oh. Oh, we have to ring a doorbell. Okay, so we're waiting for someone to let us in, and there's cats waiting for us on the other side. Mm -hmm. Hello, My name's Anton. I'm 29. Uh, I like cats. Follow me. I'll show you the other rooms. Um, so you can find all the rooms and tables. They're quite easy, mostly by the cats. Uh, the kitchen is also room and free to use, so just help yourself, have coffee, lemonades, tea, some snacks here. This is a gaming room if you like to play some video games, we have an Xbox there. And a cat room, they're staying there in the night time, so maybe that's why they don't really like to stay here in the daytime. <laughs> what brought you to the cat cafe today? Um, well, we brought her here for a birthday surprise. I'm surprised they're not scared of big dogs jumping at you. Because they're just friendlier, like, they just like the BFG, I guess, like... Big and dopey. Big and dopey. And you guys have, do you have dogs? I have dog and cats. You have, you have dog and cats, how are you? Um, I've got a dog, but he kind of thinks he's a cat, so... <laughs> Is he, it a little dog? Yeah, it's a little Jack Russell, um, but he kind of like acts like a grumpy old cat and mm -hmm. he tries to play with all the kittens rather than the other dogs. Do you think this place would be different if it was a dog cafe? Uh, I think almost every Prague cafe is a dog cafe because people can like bring their own dogs and it's quite usual here. That'd be a bit smelly, I guess, here if, if, it, if it was a dog cafe. While some people prefer cats, most pet lovers would agree that a dog is a man's best friend. And this couldn't be more true for those who have had tough lives and little support. The Czech capital has a large homeless population, and many of them have dogs for company. Václav Sima is a 66-year-old homeless man who's been living under a bridge for the past nine years. His companion is Aster, a five-and-a-half-year-old Labrador-Belgian shepherd cross. Our reporter Alan spoke to him about having a canine for company when you have no roof over your head. I can look through muddy water, 
Baby in fire dry land If you don't want me, honey, let's take Zame Nashel a guy I knew found four puppies by the Holeshevitzer market. He kept one for himself and sold two of the others. Astor was the smallest one. All of the others were quite big, but he was tiny, so small he couldn't even feed himself. And as soon as he licked me, it was love at first sight. I'm going so far, I can't hear your I used to smoke a brand of cigarettes called Astorki. In America, there's a hotel called the Astoria, named after a guy called Astor. So that's how my dog got his name. I named him after the cigarettes I smoked. What does he like doing? He likes going for walks, of course. He loves tearing up tennis balls. He loves tearing up anything, really. He's constantly running around and barking and guarding his territory day and night. He's a normal dog, a guard dog, but he's my friend. When storm comes and it blows my house away, I'm a good old boy, but I ain't got nowhere to stay. Having a dog doesn't complicate my life, it enriches it. I've got a true friend. He understands me, even though he can't speak. I know his love for me is real, he doesn't pretend, and I love him too. So I've got a real friend, a companion, we understand each other. I wouldn't have taken him in and then gotten rid of him. Having a dog, it's a journey for life. What you gonna do when your trouble get like mine? What you gonna do your trouble get like Thanks for joining us and the Mutts on this dog's eye view of Czech life. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud to keep track of our latest material. We're already hard at work on our next edition. The theme is dreams. Special thanks to our fabulous mentor and editor, Rob Cameron, and the entire broadcast team, Alan Peng, Vivian Lee, Leah Levine, Morel Malcolm, E.R. Polger, Angelica Moore, Kennedy Hill, and Kyle Sims. I'm Amelia Palmer. And I'm Amanda Morris. We hope you join us again next time. <laughs>